Sup, y'all? It's your boy, Horse. I'm chilling here with my boy, James Bowie. This is Bowie and the Horse podcast. Um, also affiliated with JP and the Horse pod, podcast. This is going to be a little different. It's going to be our political takes on hot topics and all that shit. We're pounding some uh, Prison City Lil Nugs. It's a, it's a dank IPA, perfect for summer pounding, 4.5% ABV. Um, it is really fucking but, good. Uh, so what do you want to talk about, James? Oh, man. I've, I'm, really, I'm really hyped up about the cancel culture. Mm. Tell them. <laughs> no. Um, I wanted to talk about... So-called cancel culture. Oh, sure. Because I don't think that's a real thing. I think that's a made-up buzzword by conservators and <laughs> people who don't want... Yeah. Uh, they, they claim to want freedom of speech, but they want freedom from consequences for themselves but I'll, I'll, I'll let James yeah continue well I'm most I'm, I'm most cancel culture is not real there's no such thing well yeah it's exactly. accountability culture the anyway the 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 funniest thing about it is is that they'll complain about cancel culture and then the next day try to get someone like Lil Nas X canceled for, yeah for giving Satan a lap yeah lap dance which is hot by the way <laughs> That shit is hot. Yeah, I mean, and what's funny about it is, like, if you watch the video, it is not played for, like, this isn't, like, a Satanist trying to, like, convert children to Satanism. Yeah, it's like it's, a playful, he's yeah. trying to troll them, and it's working perfectly. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's yeah. it's 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 funnier than hell. The, and it's, like, the fact that they can't, like, see through that, they yeah. just want to be mad about conservative something. snowflakes triggered. <laughs> yeah, you, I know what's wrong. Cry babies. You need to cry in your safe space. <laughs> well, that's, that's exactly the, the thing that they try to levy against yeah. liberals. But we're like weak little pussies, but we're also psycho violent leftists. Yeah. That burn the cities down. That's the common thing. The fascists love to do is yeah. they love to, they love <clears throat> to pretend that, anyone that disagrees with them are like weak little like spineless turds, but also somehow like can control the entirety of media. Violent culture. psychos. Yeah. Violent psychos yeah. that can control the entirety of media culture mm-hmm. and like, undocumented migrants are at the same time. They're too lazy to work and take all the welfare, but then they work really hard and they take your job at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. So but that's, anyway, back to Lil Nas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's been the most amazing thing to me about every aspect of the little Nas X controversy, yeah. which isn't even Faux a outrage. Yeah. Like what did, what did he do to convert someone to Satanism or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. He did nothing. All he did was do, and the whole video is fucking amazing. I haven't seen it. It's but I've incredible. I've read descriptions of it. <laughs> It's 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 cool. It's just it's just really surreal and out there and wild. And yeah, there's no there's no hint that he's like trying to like it's tongue in cheek. Yeah. You know. Well, and if he was trying to convert like children to Satanism, you think he'd be a little more clever about there's, it. There's like subtler ways to do it. Yeah. He wouldn't he wouldn't be twerking on Satan's balls. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that wouldn't be the angle you'd take. Yeah. And, and that's been the that's been the like craziest thing to see is this like desperate attempt 
from the right wing to like ignore everything in the world except yeah. for some sort of that there was a violent insurrection inspired by their false idol that they build gold yeah. statues to literally they want to distract from that yeah so they point to people like lil nas x or like queer people or people of yeah. color and they point at that to distract from all the shit that, that they're doing or yeah. preverted pedophiles alleged pedophiles like matt gates yeah well Fucking scum. I know. And Accuse the other side of that which you are guilty of. Yeah. That's <clears throat> and that's the funny thing is that there's there's like it's almost like it's obvious that they have very little to talk about. They're like they they'll they'll go on these like Ted Cruz going down to yeah, the border. Yeah, or just a mullet. <laughs> yeah. Like pretending like he's pretending like he's checking out all the terrible things going down at the yeah. border. It's like what where the fuck were you fucking three years ago? Exactly. You were you, when this shit yeah. was started. Yeah. Not 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 to fucking defend Joe Biden. Yeah, about I'm it, not defending like, Sleepy Joe. Yeah, <laughs> it's not it's not it's not defending Joe Biden about yeah. it. But it's like all of a sudden you give a shit. <clears throat> and you shut the fuck up. You Just don't like they care shit. about the deficit and all that stuff now that there's a Democrat in office. Yeah. Well, and it's and it's like it's like. You, you guys you guys don't care about popular music at all no. it's like they they know from the get-go that Lil Nas X is not converting people to Satanism you know yeah. nobody's nobody's going around doing that uh, they all they know is how to get old people on Facebook and and and, and dumbasses on Twitter make them scared yeah exactly yeah to get them to go on and get engagement with yeah, more and more this, this uh, black gay guy is gonna yeah. eat your kids, yeah, you know, <laughs> I know. or whatever. I liked it when he was doing a country song. Yeah. Now he's doing something else. He That's was with Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> yeah, and that, and he made a, he made a good point on Twitter about saying, "Listen, did you listen to that other song, man? You know, I, you know, I literally directly referenced, you know." doing drugs in that song oh in shit. old town road yeah like really? literally talking about he doing lean and shit like that and Damn. you know it, 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 I, I mean it's mostly tongue-in-cheek but it's not yeah. like it's not like some sort of like holier than thou song it's got its edge to it yeah and so when so is this new song is that like a country rap or is it just no straight it's, up rap? it's mostly it's mostly a, a modern hip-hop song oh, okay it, it's it's good the video is definitely more engaging than the song. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he knows how he's, he's, he's from the TikTok generation. That's where he yeah. came from. And he, I think he really understands how to make visuals extremely, yeah. extremely engaging with sort of like you know, uh kiss, you know, they're very yeah. visual. Like I, I'm sorry. I don't know if you like that. I think that band fucking sucks. Oh yeah. But oh, like yeah. they're yeah. we we are, uh, we are on the same wavelength yeah. about Kiss. Fuck but they're guys. just they're they're just very visual, and the show is the bigger part, and then the music yeah. kind of comes second. At least for me, I think the music is awful. But. Oh yeah, Kiss Kiss is the same thing where they are basically just craven, dumb, like they barely Boomers. have any. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they barely have anything that's exciting, uh, but they they have like two good songs, right? That they wrote with a guy they kicked out, right? You know. Wait, what are the good songs? Uh, I I do like Detroit Rock City. That's a pretty cool song. Okay, they they based that off the movie, right? 
something. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> they base they base the song off the movie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well and, and and I'm being sarcastic, folks. <laughs> they have and uh, and I guess Strutter is a good song. That's like an oh yeah song. yeah yeah okay that's but, a banger yeah but, but like, even a broken a broken uh, a broken clock, clock is, is right twice a day right twice yep. <laughs> so they they were right twice. I mean, I mean, they're just the kind of bullshit that you that is they're they're um, they're the proto marketing yeah only kind of group, which is funny because <clears throat> that's sort of what every artist sort of has become mm-hmm. in a way, where it's become the standard where every single person is just they're an Instagram personality, they're an influencer yeah. almost first before they're even an artist and, and that's the only way to really make it to like the upper levels of <clears throat> fame of fame. Yeah. Which, you know, is, is sad, but I mean also kind of like yeah. obvious that's where it was going to go. So can you go like, so this is just one of the latest episodes in like the sort you call it the satanic panic Yeah, throughout the decades where the conservative right will try to latch on to like, a pop star or like heavy yeah. metal band and try to blame them for society's ills. So you can, can you expound on that a little bit more? Yeah. So the, the obviously fears of Satan and Satanism have been happening for a long time. You know, you, you only have to go back to the Salem witch yeah. trials and think about, you know, the way that people have kind of those damn women. Yeah, exactly. Nasty women. <laughs> they weren't my first choice. Yeah. Exactly. Very unfair. Yeah, exactly. And, and that was the kind of level at which they were thinking. They just kind of, any social ill, they sort of, <clears throat> even if it wasn't an ill, it was just a thing. But the the more salient issues I was thinking about was the kind of the explosion of heavy metal in the early to mid 80s. Yeah. And the way that that was. And the way that people have continually misunderstood why people are drawn towards like demon and devil imagery yeah. as a that shit's cool. Yeah, it's cool. <clears throat> and it's I mean, it's cool in like a in just like a cool like fantasy aspect. But it's also like it's also people who feel like they've been rejected by the status quo and people who feel like they don't belong in this kind of I wouldn't say puritanical, but, you know, in somewhat yeah. of that kind of culture, they don't feel, you know, Satan, the image of Satan attracts people because they don't feel like they're accepted in the world that is dominated by Christianity. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to see why, a, you know, someone that stands against that would be an enticing, especially to someone who's who's gay and, and black why wouldn't they be enticed by the image of something antithetical to fucking Christianity, which says that they're a mistake? You know what I mean? Yeah. Even now still, you know, Pope uh, Francis, everyone's like, Oh, he's so progressive. And he's like, Nope. (laughs) He's just like all the other popes. He's just better at messaging. He's he's just better at making it sound like, Oh, we don't, we don't hate you. It's just like, it's like, how can you, you can't say that. You can't say we don't hate you, but we also don't think, th- we you also should be think, married. Yeah, yeah. We also think that if you 
act in accordance to the way you want to live your life that you're going to go straight to hell. Yeah. Like that's not, that's not my definition. But we still want your money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's not my definition of love. Like I don't, I, I I wouldn't tell my wife like, Oh, well if you want to knit, you're going to hell. Like, yeah. Like who, like, well, I think anybody technically you're not allowed to mix fabrics or something like with yeah. like cotton and wool or something like some weird shit in like the Bible. Yeah. Well, all those rules in Leviticus yeah. are like the old Testament kind of shit where it's like, it's like, well, you sort of understood it back then when they didn't, when they didn't have much of an understanding of a lot of different things. Right. Where it's like, if you don't know, anything about germs and you see that someone ate pork and died, you go, fuck, I'm not eating pork. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, all well, that- I also read too that like back, back in the day, this is like thousands of years ago and like where they lived, if you could like afford to like raise pigs, you were like rich. Right. So it was like sort of like a poverty thing. And sure. You know, but there's so many more. Di- right. It's yeah. like, there's all, there's so many more dynamics to why those things arose that don't even remotely apply to modern life at yeah. all. Like, you know, yeah, avoiding it's people, av- they're, they're, they're trying to make sense of things that are going on in the world. Yeah. You yeah, know? exactly. And obviously this is coming from the point of view of two dudes who don't really, who aren't really into Christianity. I, I I've read the Bible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have. Yeah, in college I took two uh, classes. There you about go. It. Yeah, but yeah. I don't really know that much. Yeah, it was I a mean, long time ago. It, I mean, well, it's and it's obviously one of those books with a lot to interpret and a yeah. lot to a lot to think about. So you know, it's not it's not necessarily like um, it's not necessarily something you can just like read and immediately get. But it's also like you always have to take anything written ever with a grain of salt like yeah you know if you're reading books from the late 1700s about romance well obviously it's not going to yeah. be very applicable to tinder you know yeah <laughs> you know approach your father with a dowry payment of two cows <laughs> yeah exactly exactly it's like hey honey i got you two cows let's get hitched <laughs> well i mean i don't know two cows that's that's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a couple thousand dollars. Two heifers. <laughs> yeah, a couple. I don't know. Maybe I don't know how much a cow goes. Yeah, I have no whole, idea. A whole, a whole cow. If, if there's any uh, farmers out there, how about you boys? <laughs> yeah, let us know. How yeah. much is a whole steen? <laughs> I only want half a steen. Yeah. No. <laughs> Back to it. We're rolling. Yeah, we keep rolling, 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 rolling. <laughs> oh, Fred Durst. Limp Biscuit. Oh, the best, the best guy. I did. Well, I still do. Well, I fucked with that band when I was a kid. Oh yeah, significant other. Like, I, <laughs> if you play that now, it's it would still slap for me. Like, yeah, it was funny. Not that long ago, I was just like looking through like that kind of era of music. new metal. Yeah, where like you could kind of just watch all this. Like, it seems like for us, I don't. I often don't feel like. How I how I view like the seventies and eighties, how it seems like they have like a vibe. Yeah, I don't. It's hard for me to think about that because I was a kid and yeah. growing up during the early two thousands and stuff. But then you go back and watch those videos, and you're like, "Holy shit, this looks exactly like two thousand two. Yeah, like you know? how it how it felt. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, yeah. it looks it looks exactly like you imagined it, and it's kind of hilarious in that in that respect where you're just like, holy fuck! I, I, I like the the backwards Yankee cap and yeah, shit. <laughs> and like uh, puffy jackets and baggy shit. cargo shorts with the pockets <laughs> all blown out. Yeah, yeah, angry white boy metal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that kind of shit. Chin beards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I, I often uh. I, I'll go down memory lane sometimes oh, yeah. and listen to, and you know, uh, the riff, uh, one thing I will say about Limp Bizkit, the riffs are always pretty good. Wes Borland. Yeah. That, that he, he knew what he was fucking doing. Cause he had some, he had good shit going. Uh, Fred Durst, eh, the, the lyrics maybe leave a little to be desired. Yeah. But, but so you can take that cookie and stick it up. your yeah. <laughs> At least, at least it's fun, you know? It's not. It's. I mean, it's trashy, but in a way that's at least entertaining and, yeah. and fun. But yeah, I I sometimes cringe to think about the kind of shit that you know I I was I was doing when I was like twelve. Yeah. I would say overall, like the late nineties and like early two thousands was a very shitty time for pop culture and oh like, yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, there was very few things that were good. Yeah. Oh man, like. The one I remember, man, I would, I would play fucking like Tony Hawk and oh fuck skate yeah. and everything, and uh, that's how I got into a lot of bands. Yeah, that's the funny thing is like Tony Hawk. I, yeah, like so many. There's so many bands that you listen to now, and you're like, "Presenting I'm a Superman." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you, it's they're un, unbelievable how influential that game was on. Like I don't think anyone would have ever listened to CKY. If it, yeah. weren't, if it weren't for the fact of Tony Hawk. Pro Skater 3. Yes, it was in t- Pro Skater well, 3. Well, and it's Bam Margera's brother. Yeah, so, but even still, yeah. I don't even think I don't even think it would have been nearly as popular. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously he, he was great at promoting shit, but it would not have been as popular if it wasn't for, like, because every time that shit came on, it just, like, it came to, like, Every time it came down like a fucking hammer, and you were like, oh, sh- what's this, man? It's awesome. And it does, it's a unique sound. It's pretty yeah. cool. I like I like that one. They have a, they, they had a few good songs, but, man, whew, the kind of, like, that that era, you were just, like... Yeah. <laughs> With the exception... Fuck. I mean, but there's... With like rap, there was some good stuff mm-hmm. going on. Like I liked like the Jay Z, the Blueprint album. Yeah. And like Nas, Stillmatic, but a lot of the rap was pretty shitty too. There's a lot of yeah. coke rap and stuff. Yeah, like that. party and, shit. Yeah. The uh, the beginning of Lil John. Yeah, <laughs> I I fucked with some of that stuff. Yeah. Oh no, it's not the he's he's the he's like the kind of top of that. That genre. Yeah, crunk. Yeah, exactly. That kind of like extreme party rap kind of yeah. shit. Like he's like, he's clearly like the king of that shit. And there were other people like Chingy. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. What was his song? Um, was he, I can't remember if he was the one is that it was Tipsy. I can't, yeah, I can't I remember. Know. I don't want, I'm, I'm going to sound like the most nerd Everybody white motherfucker. Everybody in the club tips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I don't remember. Right, right there. That's oh, the right there, right there. Yeah. Yep. And there. Holiday Inn. That was one. That oh yeah. So yeah, I, that was that was uh, that was the kind of shit where I was like, eh, it's fun, but it's kind of cringy too at the same time. Yeah. I uh, yeah, that was a funny thing. Like, 
I don't know if I don't know if you had this. I mean, your your dad's cool. My my dad was definitely uh, a little uh, not not cool with rap music at yeah. all. So so like it was can't spell crap without rap, son. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and so I, I was always like. I, I would I would listen to it, but like it was always kind of on like it was weird because like I, I I listened to like pretty extreme metal from a young age. Like what? Uh, I mean I mean for some like twelve Slayer and shit like oh, that. Oh okay, you know? yeah. And uh, and you know as 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 bare grass, you know like Napalm Death and uh, and Cannibal Corpse and that kind of stuff. That's hot. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> but it, but like. Definitely could definitely if I would have felt more, uh, I would have felt more alienated if I had listened to a lot of rap. You know what I mean? In spite of the fact that I was listening to like you know songs that were about like butchering people, rain and blood, hammer smash face. Yeah, exactly. But like if if I had listened to you know Holiday Inn by Chingy, it would have been. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I feel like it, it. Probably would have been like turn that shit down. You know so he was mean? okay with the death metal, but not with the rap. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, I don't think, I think it's more like, honestly, I don't think, I think I was thinking about that more than him. I yeah. don't think he was like, you know, I don't think he would have really cared that much. But it's it's fine to me because the kind of like the rock and roll rebellion that happened in like the fifties and sixties. That kind of ethos is pretty much exclusively in rap music now. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it's like the kind of the dangerous music is oh, hip hop yeah. is and, and, and rap. Yeah. And like rock, although it still exists as like a, as a sound, you know what I mean? Or even metal. I think it's pretty much dead. Yeah. I mean, as like a cultural force that like yeah. represents a generation, it's, it's not, it's not at all what it used to be. Yeah, it's 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 like any other form of music where it just becomes like a homage to the old like there's nothing yeah. new going on. Like I haven't heard any rock records where I was like, wow, that's something I've never heard before. Right. Well, and the Cuz that's just I mean, it's been a genre for 70 years or whatever. It's going to Right. You know. So uh, uh, you just can't make any new sounds with it anymore. Yeah. There and I I think that's kind of interesting in the way that to bring it back full circle, it's interesting that the satanic panic now has moved to hip hop. Yeah. That's like the devil's music. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like now, now where they were like, when, when, heavy, why can't you just listen to Slayer, son? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's the kind of weird thing where it's like, that used to be the, the, where bands like that, where it's like, you know, people were freaking out about bands like Twisted Sister, which is a terrible yeah. fucking band, and nobody gave a shit about them. They had some bangers. A couple, yeah, yeah, a couple, a couple. I just hate D. Snyder. Oh, really? <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know why he's become like this like heavy metal ambassador or something oh, like that. Yeah. Where like he's like the be all. It's like, bro, you had like one album. He was a one hit wonder. Yeah, <laughs> but he did. I mean, when the whole thing was going on, when. I mean, they, he was were, there, yeah. they were actually going to censor uh, records and stuff. Like, yeah. Tipper Gore wanted to ban records. And yeah. him and John Denver and Frank Zappa, they testified in front yeah. of the House or Senate or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess he did do stuff for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did. And, that, and that's... Because that was an actual free speech thing. Like, they were going to... Like, the government was going to ban shit. Yeah. 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 It, it's so funny when you think about it. Like, one of the 
prodigal, like the original stories of how that came about in the early 80s was a senator. I can't remember. I can't remember the exact name of who it was. It was a senator or some sort of government person was um, was listening to uh, Prince's 1999. It was. Well, I heard it was Al Gore's daughter. Right. She was listening to the Purple Rain record, and yes. there's the darling, uh, darling Nikki. Yeah, where he talks, which is a fucking amazing where song. He that talks about fired. she's masturbating, and she, yes. and and he says it, and Tipper Gore heard it and like freaked out. Really? Yeah, that's what was what started it with her, and she was the one that I forgot what the group was, but it was like the Parent Music Resource Group or something. Yeah, yeah, the PMRC. Yeah, so I know, I know the acronym, but yeah, that. First off, Darling Nikki is a fucking incredible yeah. song. It's got like almost a blast beat in the middle of it mm-hmm. where like the double, the kick drums are go- I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. This, is, this is hardcore shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? I've grown to appreciate Prince a lot more the older I get. I think he's fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I, 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 and he fucking, he's, I mean, in my opinion, he is the greatest guitar player of all time. I don't care what anyone says. He's, he's Fuck great. Eric got Clapton. <laughs> I mean, he's got nothing on Prince. Yeah. He, and he, he even will jumps. say so. Eric Clapton will say so. Yeah. He will say Prince was better than me. Yeah. And it's true. Yeah. And that's the, what, what's funny to me is that like it it, 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 it was so obviously directed at people who are who are disaffected from the kind of status quo, who, yeah. are, who aren't taking part. Like, it's like... Because Prince did things his own way his entire exactly, life. Exactly, exactly. He, he was willing to... Did he, care what the record company said. Yeah. He was willing to make a sexual song. Yeah. Where that wasn't just like, oh, my darling... That episode oh, my of, darling. <laughs> yeah. Remember that, that episode of... Uh, <clears throat> that episode of It's Always Sunny? I've well, never seen that. Oh, man. Yeah. You... There's an episode where uh, where they all start bands and Frank, the old guy, tries to make Danny like DeVito. A, yeah, uh, he he tries to he tries to make um, he tries to make like a Beatles copycat that like where they're trying to be like sexual but like on the down low. Yeah, where it's like you know innuendo and more than just like innuendo. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he goes he goes uh, we're gonna name ourselves the Pecan Sandies. He's like, and then, and then the other character's like, well, what, why? Well, what is that? It's like, he's like, it's a sex thing. What does it mean? You know, it's a sex thing. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, like the cookies. Yeah, exactly. So there's that aspect where it's like, it seems like sexuality was okay. As long as you were like only being like tee coy about it back yeah. in those days. And it's like, as soon as the dude says it just explicitly, yeah. it's like, you know, for, like that song is hot. That song is amazing. Yeah. And it's sexual, it's sexy, it's, it's, it's great. It's it's hot in more ways than yeah, that, so. exactly. And and it's amazing you can talk about that, but then you go back to like ZZ Top, you talk about Lagrange, which is literally about a whorehouse. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> like like, and there was no talk of banning them then. Yeah, it's like because just, they were subtle about it. Yeah, well, it's just but you know, like, they had songs. I mean. They have one song. It's like she likes cocaine and whips and chains and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean they're they're saying it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's the that's the funniest part about it is just like they want to ignore the kind of the kind of culture that came before. But as long as as long as you were like as long as you were like a little sneaky about it, it was yeah. okay. But as soon as like 
as soon as anyone kind of, kind of comes around and does stuff that's a little aggressive and in your face and a little more real about it, I guess. Yeah. You get you get this massive backlash. I think part of it too is like our country is so repressed when it comes to like talking about sex yeah. and stuff like that. So it's like people are I wouldn't say they're okay with it, but they'll tolerate, you know, a death metal band talking about killing people and violence and stuff. Sure. But like they're so uncomfortable if someone mentions sex or anything and they're just so uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I don't know why. Yeah, I don't it's know. Just like, it's like when you're watching like a movie with your parents and there's a love scene on and you just want to turn the <laughs> turn the channel. Yeah. You know? Oh, man. But it's like what freaks us out about that? It's just I think our country is just so repressed <laughs> when it comes to all that. Well, you know, it's funny about that. My, there was one time we were I was up in uh, Malone with my wife's grandma and her grandma. Malone, New York. Malone, New York. Yeah. Up near Canada. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, and. I, we were watching um, we were watching movies, you know, it's kind of what you do up there if you're nothing else to do. Yeah. So we were we were watching movies and somebody put in Requiem for a Dream. Oh. Yeah. And then and Maid then, Marian. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, so yeah, exactly. I'm sitting there pretty like next to my wife's grandmother. And then the and Jennifer Connelly's doing ass to ass yeah, with yeah. Carolina Dildo. Well well and you see it coming, right? Like the movie's been like the movie's been. That's one of the. Explicit. I've only watched that once, and I like. I remember almost every bit of it, and it's, yeah. I never wanted to watch it again. It was. It was a good movie, but yeah. I never want to watch it again. It was a very sad movie. Yeah, you know, there's there there are a <clears throat> lot of movies like that where I where I really like them and I really appreciate them, but I but I like cringe to think of watching yeah. them. And that's one of them, where it's like, you know, watching. There's, there's absolutely no hope in that movie at all. Yeah, well, watching very life bleak. life kind of decay like that is really like. Especially when it's told so well. Yeah. It's almost a victim of its own skill. I ain't taking it out for air. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, and that oh. was fucked up too. That was some like, they were playing on some uh, racial stuff there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, like this poor white woman has to have sex with this black guy for money. Don't right. do drugs. Right. You know, like that was a little racial tinge of yeah. Darren, Ar- Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. I mean, that's it's, interesting to think about. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I, did, I guess I didn't. It might have not have been it. intended, but you know, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think probably the the idea from the get go would be more like the people who are observing her using the black guy as kind of this like surrogate or like I don't know, like they're using it as a method of degradation in their mind, right? Like making a white woman have sex with a black guy is degrading to her. You know what I mean? Because this yeah. this is like this is like a scene of people who are like extremely wealthy ordering other people. It's kind of slavery connotations, yeah. you know, to do things for them. So it's it's it is a it's a fascinating scene that that you never want to watch more than once. No, because yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's super memed about too, right? Like. That fucking rich guy going ass to yeah, ass. Everyone, yeah, everyone <laughs> you know, turns into a joke. Yeah. And and I mean it is funny because the guy who did that, the guy who acted that was like was like a, a just r- somehow could relish in it. Yeah. But like, man, watching the actual scene and like, man. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Cause Jennifer Connolly's also an amazing actress and you mm-hmm. know, she's she's obviously very beautiful. And it's like this weird I don't know, it's 
it's very uncomfortable to watch with your grandma. I'll say, <laughs> I'll say that. Well, I mean, she she was. But then musical, but. you could watch like Saving Private Ryan or something. People yeah. exploding, and you'd be fine with it. Yeah, literal like. Yeah. As as People's realistic guts coming out. Yeah, and, shit. and that's that. Yeah, exactly. He tried to make that look as realistic yeah. as possible to to show somebody actually being just torn to shreds. And, and it's like, and it's like, you know, but our society like, yeah, America, yeah, yeah, you know that's what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not to say that that's not okay. Yeah. It's to say that that's okay. And also like, it's not that bad to have some sexuality in culture without people going fucking ape shit. Mm-hmm. Like Cardi, I think it's okay for Cardi B to twerk at the Grammys with her, yeah. with her wet ass P word. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Ben Shapiro, fuck yeah. you. I know, I know. Like, like, fucking turd. What's what? Like, what's the what's the greatest harm that will come out of that? Like, well, that's another know. thing because I see like um, Meg Meg the Stallion and uh, mm-hmm. Cardi B. They're like they're the people that like the conservatives want to point at to yeah to deflect, you know. And it's the same tropes. It's the over sexualized black woman, right? You know right. what I mean. And um, I see posts all the time, you know, my conservative friends on Facebook or family members. Because I don't delete these people. I, I yeah. don't. I, I want to know how their how their mind works. Yeah. And they say it all. Oh, I can't have a flag that says fuck Biden, but Cardi B can sing about her wet ass pussy and nobody cares. <laughs> it's like, like, first of all, you can't have a flag that says fuck Biden. I see them all over town. Yeah. And second of all, it's like she can say that too. And if you don't like it, don't listen. to Yeah. It. Well, there was there was a, there was a big uproar not that long ago about a guy in Weedsport. He yeah. Had, he had a big old Trump sign that Fuck said your "Fuck your feelings," and people were like, "Hey, that's not cool." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And the the police department said, "Oh, there's nothing I can do about it." Which I'm sure I'm there's sure if they law, wanted to, there's like there's got to be like a quality of life thing. Yeah. I'm know. sure if they wanted to, they could have. If yeah. it, if it had been a flag that said uh, I'm Antifa fuck you or yeah. something like that it would have gotten taken down instantly but I mean you know in a certain sense like fine let them let them have it whatever but it's like then you're gonna sit there and whine about a beautiful woman twerking like yeah. shut the fuck up you don't give a shit you, you're just you're just mad because things are different yeah the world their, their world seems to be changing it's yeah. like the browning of America scares them. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. And it's also and it's also a little bit of kind of cultural amnesia. The, the, their parents were upset by you know Led Zeppelin. Their parents were upset by Elvis moving his. He's hips. shaking his pelvis. Yeah, exactly. Got to put the camera up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or or anything like you know the Beatles got censored routinely just for saying "turn you on." Like, oh really? Yeah, I mean th- that was obviously England at the time, but even still, the same kind of cultural, you know, awareness of they were they 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 knew when they wrote um, when they were writing uh, a day in the life that when they wrote the lyric "I love to turn you on," they knew immediately that it was. They were talking sensitive. about their blender. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, sure, why not? But they but they knew instantly they were gonna get they were gonna get. And yeah, show, you know they could that 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 wouldn't be allowed on. But then that, that's also sort of like the Streisand effect where people seek it out. You're drawing more attention to it by condemning it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's and I think that's the the 
the sort of because I wouldn't have even known about the Lil Nas X thing unless there's like a controversy about. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I think he knows. He knew he knew how to take what he had and make something, and launch his name out there in a way that gets people to talk about him. Yeah, he's he's smart about that. Because is is the music even that good? It's all right. I mean, it's it's a it's a pretty good song, but like you know, nothing. It's not. It's not. It's not on I the thought level of the music video. Town Road. It was catchy, but I don't think it was that good. Right. You know. Well, exactly. I think. I think Old Town Road was just like you said. It's. It's just very catchy. It caught on like wildfire, and he capitalized. Yeah. He knew exactly. He struck while the iron was hot, and then he had another song called Panini, which is a pretty good song. And I. And Paninis I, and are I, delicious. Yeah, and paninis are delicious, and that one I think is a better song, but. You know the music video for that too is like he knows he knows how to he knows that he knows how to use visuals in a way that just gets people to click and yeah. gets people to fucking you know he knows how to work the game yeah and this is just the most modern iteration of it where he knew exactly what he was doing and I yeah. and I and I appreciate him for it really. There's a good uh, documentary on Showtime about that Takashi Six Nine dude. Oh yeah yeah. It was pretty good. Like I thought his music sucked, and he was—he looked like a weirdo. Yeah. But like it was a very interesting thing to watch because he knew how to like manipulate social media and like what would get him yeah. views and like, oh okay, if I have like rainbow colored hair and all these face tattoos mm-hmm. and like, because he was sort of like he started out and he was like, okay, I'm gonna be like a punk rock rapper guy, right? You know, and then he realized, well. Okay, if I basically buy my way into this gang and I'm like affiliated with this gang, then I'll get more views and right. more fans. That's hilarious. And then it ended up swallowing his life up because he got he was involved in gang yeah. shit, and then he ratted everybody out. And now he's in like witness protection and all this shit. Right. So which like, how the fuck are you in witness protection when you look like that guy? Exactly. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But that's that's sort of amazing because that's sort of from the very beginning of punk too that sort of happened like the sex pistols were a band that they was, were a boy band they yeah. were assembled by that malcolm whatever dude yeah I he owned like a clothing name. store yeah like they, they were completely manufactured yeah i mean they were they were dudes sort of in the scene yeah but like but like yeah they they and and that's that's what i always find interesting about that because like from the very inception of this like this kind of cultural force that was all about like breaking out breaking out of the kind of stifling British or American kind of like puritanical society from the very instant, the very beginning of it, it was, there was, there was aspects of it that were like phony and manufactured, you know, like, and that's, and it's interesting to think about that in the context that a lot of those older punk bands would also have like weird right wing, like Nazi imagery and shit like that. Like um, Sid Vicious would walk around with like a swastika T-shirt. Yeah, you know? yeah, and it's like it's fucked up, right? And, and that's and that's the that's the kind of funny way that like conservatism tries to like absorb all of that, like all the language of people who are trying to break free of oppression, like and uh, that's I think that's one of the kind of I think that's kind of one of the ways that outrage culture kind of takes effect is where these are people trying to the kind of what what they're talking about are people trying to get others to respect them and treat them like humans and equals 
but what they turn around and use the exact same like tools and language for, to apply to them to yeah to say well cardi b shouldn't be able to work we're being oppressed now yeah you know and it's like it's yeah. like because we can't we can't do we can't go to church but twerk, cardi b can twerk it's like yeah what, what the fuck does it have anything to do with each other you yeah. know what i mean but it's and sort you of can like still go to happening. church yeah and it's not like that many i mean at least i you know i drive around auburn on sunday i don't see that many people going to church right yeah. even before a pandemic <laughs> yeah well they said I, I saw numbers come out that were like for the first time like less than half of uh americans are affiliated with a religion yeah that doesn't necessarily mean like but they're like atheist. i'm spiritual and right right so be, people will just say well yeah. i'm a christian yeah and they won't and they don't and they don't but they don't go to like a baptist church specifically or something like that which is is an interesting stat because i think i think all of these kind of like culture wars are coming back to bite these kind of major conservative institutions I think they're coming back to bite them in the ass because all these people who have kind of grown up with that same language over and over and over again, kind of trying to be repressive. Now, even if even if they are conservative themselves, they're growing up in a world where, well, you told me that, you know, Garth Brooks was the devil. You know what yeah. I mean? And I, I'm, I'm fine. You know what I mean? So I think people kind of, even if they're not necessarily like, not, not flipping to atheist or something. I think people are like a lot more skeptical of large institutions like Christianity as a, as a, as a entity more so than like a philosophy. Yeah. You know, well, I'm, I'm not really sold on, cause I hear a lot of people saying like, okay, like it's progress. People are less religious. So that's going to mean a more progressive society. Sure. But I think people just take that, spiciness that religious fervor and they put it into like politics or yeah, sports or something sure. like that like that fanaticism yeah you know I mean? they just replace it with something else yeah i think i think people have i think people have clearly found a way to religious thinking hasn't changed it's simply kind of changed in uh the way it manifests i think donald trump is a, is a prime example of that where they're they're clearly treating him as some sort of savior yeah they're clearly treating him in a religious sense because you watch interviews with people who are like who are like diehard trump supporters there's nothing he can do that will convince them yeah. there's nothing he can do or anyone else can tell them that will convince them that he is not the greatest human being on planet earth right now and that's 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 it's because of my thinking yeah it's because of Abortion, I think, sure. and the Supreme Court, you know, they're willing to yeah. make a Faustian bargain. Right. For that. Well, but I don't, but I mean, I think, I think some older conservatives are like that. I think like, I think people like Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham are like that. I think they Turtle made, Boy and Flimsy Sham. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think they've, I think they've made that bargain. I think they've, they've decided that this is what we have to do to, yeah. to keep to have to a chance yeah. to win. But I think, you know, especially like more, the average person, I, I don't know, man. I don't think that they, I don't think they consider it like a problem. I don't think they consider it a bargain. I think they're happy. They to like have, yeah. they, This, the only way to explain how, how aggressively they want to have this dude as their leader, mm -hmm. you know, 
which is amazing to me because they're the same people who will talk about Cardi B and the song Wet Ass Pussy, but then... Wet Don- ass P word. Yeah. But then Donald Trump literally brags about sexual Brown assault. The yeah. And they're like, well, I don't know. Locker room talk. Yeah, exactly. You mean it. Well, girls can't have locker room talk. Like, yeah. fuck it. Who cares? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, a, it's a bizarre... And first off, I've never had... Like, I mean, sure... I know I've talked with dudes and we've, we've talked about sex yeah. behind closed doors and it would be pretty lewd and it wouldn't be acceptable in common parlance, but I've never been like, yeah, I sexually assaulted a chick. Yo, sick, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I've never yeah. experienced that. Even among like the raunchiest like teens locker room stuff, like that's not what, that's yeah, not and, what people And say. also you're not running for office. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, like. I'm not. I'm not planning on becoming president. I mean, I, I mean, you know, a couple of years next, probably next election cycle, I'll be old enough. So yeah. at 35, I'll just I'll run. Fuck you it. and AOC. Yeah, I don't know. Well, is she is she younger than us? She's like I think she's a year older, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, or around the same age. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't remember exactly how old she is, but she's right around. You know. Yeah. So yeah, like I don't know. Do you need to be? Do you need to be? Um. Of age to become president, to become vice president? I think so. Because you would have to be able to take over. Yeah. Because I know that the youngest person to ever become president was Teddy Roosevelt. Because McKinley, or not McKinley, was assassinated. And then he took over from him. And so he was like, and then, but. And they killed that guy in Auburn prison. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Leon Solgaz. Yeah, I remember it was like a weird... I yeah, don't know how to say the name. Was, it was like a Polish name or something. Yeah, Czech, uh, yeah. Eastern Europe. I, I don't remember. Sorry to everyone from, uh, from you know... To, Eastern from, Europe. From the east of, you know, the yeah. east of Germany. But, uh, but yeah, they, uh, yeah, they zapped him here in Auburn. And he... he, he uh, that, was, that was a... He was one of the first people... Yeah, one of, the, one of the very first people to be electrocuted, and it was proudly here. History's hometown, <laughs> yeah. folks. History's hometown. Yeah. You know, if, if you go to the, uh, if you go to the uh, Cuga Museum, there's a cane up there. You ever seen it? Is it the cane from Citizen Kane? No, <laughs> no, no. There wasn't a cane in that movie. <laughs> there, there probably was somewhere. Shout out to the Simpsons. <laughs> Simpsons reference. So, but there's a cane up in there with. Uh, it was the like, it was one of the executioners at Auburn Prison. The prisoners made him a cane carved with all the names of the people he executed. Really? Yeah. It's like, it's like, so really he pushed, macabre, kind of badass. He pushed the button, and then they would. Yeah, cry. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't exactly know what he. What or he, he probably flipped a lever or something. Yeah, I don't know about the procedures back then. Nowadays, you need to have like multiple fail safes. But I mean, yeah, I imagine back then it was just a guy going, All right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> ready? Yeah, it's <laughs> just a light switch, <laughs> you know, and that's about it. But yeah, like that, that thing's badass, and it has, I believe it has Salgaz's name on there. Oh, really? Yeah, because it, it was, it's, it's old. You can tell, like, it's, it's, it's real old. I think it was on Chapman or Fitch Ave. Someone was like remodeling their backyard or something, and they found a mass grave. And they did research on it, and they found, that was where they buried all the prisoners that were executed at Auburn okay. Prison. Okay. Yeah, because wow. it, it borders Fort Fort Hill. 
And right, I guess right. where they lived used to be part of Fort Hill Cemetery. Mm-hmm. That's and so they that's found crazy. the mass grave of all the people that got electrocuted. Yeah. yeah. That's funny, you know, it's like that's another weird kind of edge of the kind of culture wars is uh, execution, capital yeah. punishment, where it's like if you say you're against capital punishment, you're soft on crime. Well, you're soft on crime, but you also like you, you don't love, care about the victims. Yeah, you love murderers and stuff yeah. like that. Like, uh, no, <laughs> I just don't want the state to become an entity. Yeah, I don't fuck right. with the death penalty because. I don't think it's, I mean, you're, you can, okay, like if it's a true self-defense type situation and it's your life or theirs, oh, sure. yeah, you got to do what you got to do. But I don't think you should kill people to show how killing is wrong. Right. And then if you factor in all the people that have been exonerated yeah. or got killed and then later found out that they didn't do it mm-hmm. and how it disproportionately affects black people Yeah. and... Just all that stuff and like how much cost, like it's it costs a lot to house people on death row and the actual like mm-hmm. drugs that kill them are expensive. Like it's all expensive. Yeah. And like the appeals process and all that. I just don't agree with it. Yeah. I mean, my mind of it is, is like, are there people who've committed crimes that deserve to die for them? Sure. I think that's a, I think that in a kind of, in a, in a sort of like weird, like justice sense, yeah, there's probably some there's probably people who've done crimes that as far as like in a cosmic sense deserve to die, yeah. but do I believe that the United States government or any sort of human institution is capable of doling that justice out? No. I don't, I don't think that I think that we are fallible enough that that's not something we should be doing. Mm-hmm. Where obviously obviously like you know, obviously dudes who Go out and rape and kill children and stuff like that. Do I think they deserve to die? Sure. In, in, in a pure cosmic sense, yeah. yes. But we don't. Yes, they deserve to die and I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> yeah. 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 But on, on the same token, we don't have, we're, we're humans. We're always going to have mistakes. And it's not worth killing any innocent dude yeah. to, make, to make 100% sure that we kill someone who committed another crime you know so yeah. i but then again that's not that's not treated as that difference of opinion isn't treated as like a difference of opinion it's treated as like you know oh you're you're you like child rapists like yeah. i didn't i, I didn't no. say that you yeah. know what i mean like don't 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 give me that bullshit you know well i think it's just it um it speaks to uh, people like what people want the criminal justice system to be. Do they want it to be rehabilitative for most of the people? I'm not talking about like the really before I hear all the straw man arguments. I'm not talking about the really bad criminals out there. Oh, but sure. you know, overall, you want your criminal justice system to be re- rehabilitative because these people are going to be let out, and you don't want them to be worse. Right. But it seems like a lot of people want it to focus on punishment and revenge. And it's like the ringworm song, justice replaced by revenge. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. And it doesn't, I mean, okay, you really stuck it to them. You put them in solitary and, you know, this, that, and the third, but they get out and they're worse and they're going to live next door to you. So, I mean, what, who has that really benefited? Doesn't benefited anyone. Yeah. That's, 
that's a good that's a really good point because I think people have this they're always excited and want people to be as inflicted as much pain as possible yeah as retribution you know yeah. get them get them back Revenge. for what they did yeah. you know and and I understand the human kind of animalistic impulse to do that you know what I mean I think we all feel that when we're pissed off but then there's also the aspect of well we're, we're, we're trying we want to make a government that doesn't react like that we want to make a government that reacts always on a cool-headed level on a level that makes sense for the humanity of all people and to just throw every person in jail as long as you possibly can and make sure that they get punished as much as they possibly can is not going to make our society any better. Like the idea that like a murderer fears jail, they don't like those. Nobody commits murder thinking about jail. They're, they're either like the coldest psychopath doesn't give a fuck. They don't care. You know what I mean? They'll go to jail and kill somebody in there. They don't give a shit. And then the people who do it, who aren't like, sociopaths and commit murder they weren't thinking about anything at the moment they are just reacting and being aggressive and angry so it's like yeah you're not going to you are not well, going to prevent murder from the death penalty yeah because they argue well we're creating a deterrent and no. that by making prison as cruel as it is people will think twice before they commit crime and what you're saying is that it has no effect on them whatsoever no. they're not even thinking about that when they commit yeah. crime and if that were the case we would have no crime at all because we got some of the harshest yeah the most prisons in the prisons whole in world universe. like per capita we've been prison more people than anyone in the world right except for china and russia because they don't yeah. really give the real numbers but <laughs> yeah i mean that's not exactly I a metric i want to live up the to the quote unquote free 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 world, I guess. Even though yeah. we're not, I Western world. Yeah, Western I guess. world. Yeah. That that always that always has been just bugs me so much. Because everyone talks shit like that until which point someone they know or their family yeah. member has something happen to them. Heroin being a perfect example. Yeah. Specifically in Auburn, just from what I've seen. Yeah. Because the drug war to them was, oh, it was those animals and thugs and all mm -hmm. these racially coded words that they would use yeah. in the cities and it was their problem and, you know, their scum and blah, 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 blah. But when it's, you know, the prom queen and the gifted scholar yeah. and the rich kid who just so happened to be white, when suddenly they're the victims, oh, we need to help them. This yeah. is an epidemic. Yeah. Oh, we need harm reduction. Yeah. And it's like... Where were you that? Where were you before? It's we needed you a earlier. Classic thing of I don't care until it affects me. Yeah. Oh, and that's the heroin epidemic is an amazing example of that because the way people still talk about it, and obviously I'm not going to be sitting here defending heroin dealers yeah. or something like that. Kill but, your local heroin dealer. Oh, I'm right, so tough. Right. But the thing is, a lot of people who end up dealing drugs, quote unquote are supporting their own habit to begin with. Yeah. So it gets, I mean, obviously people who are above that level, it's different. But just anyone who's sold drugs ever is a drug dealer yeah. is a very bad way to look at it because ultimately you're just going to be treating addicts as these like drug kingpins. Yeah. And they're Scarface. Right, exactly. <laughs> I know. But it's like, yeah, wow. Five pills this, on him, boys. I know. 
but this dude was this dude it's like oh but some guy was selling half of his pills and taking the other half and trying to get more like that's not a drug kingpin yeah. this isn't somebody like it's like he didn't commit murder by selling someone else drugs and it's like it's way it's way more complicated than that but people want to people want to like condense it down to like well, it was this person. It was their fault. Yeah. It's like, and well, I'm, and I'm great that, you know, well-meaning people are on board now and they yeah. want to reform oh, yeah. the drug laws and stuff like that. But it just sucks that it had to take to so this, long, take so long for people to start caring. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of exposes how just utterly contemptible a system can be. Yeah. Like people want to talk about how capitalism will do these things that are like, positive and they will make the right choices most of the time or whatever. And what obviously happens is, well, you have an unregulated or not regulated enough industry in the production of opioids, right? Oxycontin and stuff like that. And what happened? Well, the company blatantly lied to people, told them it wasn't addictive and told them everything will be fine. They had these fucking pill farms and they... right. And, and and they didn't give a shit. Like, you're shipping millions of pills to a tiny county in West Virginia that has, like, 7,000 people. Right. Right. And you don't think that's wrong? Like, you yeah. don't see anything wrong with that? Yeah, they just, they just whistle and look the other way. And that's, and that's what is bound to happen when you have capitalism and, and yeah. in control of something More like, like healthcare. Capitalism. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Take that, Bill Gates. <laughs> but that, that's exactly that's what's bound to happen. That's yeah. what's bound to happen. You talk about things like um, Bear in the eighties. You know the reason why you the reason why you can't give blood if you've been to Haiti in the last like ten years is because Bear in the I can't this is the, the drug 80s. manufacturer. Bear, yeah, yeah, Bear. They had a they had a supply of blood that they knew could have been contaminated with HIV. So rather than destroy it, they sent it to Haiti. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Did that start like cuz I know they have an HIV epidemic. Yeah. Is that what started it? Yeah, it's one wow. of the, it's one of the big causes of their of their HIV problem. Jesus Christ. And it's like it's like that person that person said, "Fuck brown people. The yeah. bottom line matters more." Yeah. And it's like that's that is that is 100% what will happen when your society is completely organized around the accumulation of capital? Yeah, and that's another like Haiti is a, a prime example of a country that has been well, was ravished by colonialism. Yeah, you know they fought a war for their freedom against France, and then they're basically blackballed by every other uh, country. Yeah, there was a huge uh, trade embargo that impoverished the country, and it's part of the reason why it is how it is now. And they'll look at. You know, hating, oh, that's a shithole country, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, yeah, because you made it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And your ancestors made it that way. I know. That, that, that's, that's, the, that's the kind of ultimate cruelty, you know, where it's like you have, you've been, we, our ancestors have been horrifically callous and awful to all of these places. And then to come back, and then why can't for, you just pull yourself up by your boots? Yeah, exactly. To then to then go back after the fact and say that to them is like so awful and so like sad, almost just like like that people can't have that level of enough empathy to say, "Man, 
shit that my ancestors did were fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I was, I was looking through, um, I was looking through my genealogy and I, and I was like, oh, okay. Looking through and, uh, any relation to David Bowie? No. You know it's spelled differently? <laughs> That's not, that wasn't his real name either. Oh really? Yeah. His, his real name is, uh, his real name was David Jones. Oh, Davy Jones. Yeah. Well, that's why he did. That's why he changed his name because Davy Jones the monkey. <laughs> and was he in the monkeys. <laughs> he, well, so he apparently had that. He he had that, and he didn't want to be Davy Jones, so he changed his name. And for a brief period, he changed his name to David Cassidy, which is the name the of the Partridge, guy, the family. Partridge family. <laughs> and so, what? Once he realized that in America there was this Partridge family thing, he was like, Ah, shit! I guess I'll go with David Bowie. What? What made him pick Bowie? Like a, is it like a Bowie knife? I think I think possibly. I don't remember exactly why. I think he just chose a name. Uh, I don't think he was. I don't think he was thinking too hard about it. But but yeah, so he, back to your family. Well, so I I looked. I was doing genealogy and I looked all the. I looked back as far as I could, and I got to a man named uh, Nimrod Nun. Nimrod Nun. Yes, and he owned about forty slaves, about forty of them. Where? <laughs> Uh, Florida Georgia Line area. So Georgia, Florida Georgia Line, the band. <laughs> yeah, well maybe, but no, he he, uh, he was uh, they, that that whole nun family lived in uh, lived in South Georgia. So this North is like N U N N. Yes, and uh, this was back in the day before Nimrod was considered a term like for, an idiot. Yeah, fucking <laughs> <it>, Nimrod. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, the, there's a funny story about how that happened, but. He, uh, yeah. So and, what year was this? Oh, uh, this was 1840s. Wow. So he had, he had, uh, he had about 40 slaves. And I remember I was looking through and I saw a news article from a, I mean, it was probably from 1850. It was like a newspaper article from 1850 talking about how the sheriff was, uh, was holding a sale of slaves. And one of the sales was, um, a guy was selling his slaves to pay off a debt to Nimrod Nunn. And, wow. and it was being done through the sheriff. And it was a mother uh, like who was like, I can't remember how old, like 30s. A, a young man and a one-year-old baby were being sold. Wow. And I was thinking, I was sitting there and I just felt like, I just felt like shit. Yeah. Like, that's your ancestor. Yeah, my ancestor, and somebody was selling a literal baby. Yeah, to pay him. To pay him, and if you and if you and if you try to do that now, you'd rightly be crucified by every yeah. fucking person in the universe. They try to sell a one-year-old. What are you, a yeah. scumbag? Yeah. But back then, it was just like it was in the newspaper. Like that's just what you did. Yeah. You know what like, I mean? Oh. It's like oh yeah, hold the sale. You got a fresh fresh one. Like what the fuck? Like that's that's unbelievable. It's wild. Yeah, and it's like. Obviously, I can. Obviously, there's enough. There's a distance between me and that, and I, yeah. I know I'm not. I'm not directly part of it, but it's like as as a white person, you gotta at least come to grips with the fact that we did this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Whether, even if like you personally didn't do anything, or yeah. your ancestors didn't personally do anything, they still benefited from a system. Yeah. Because of the color of their skin, oh, yeah. and they they cheap uh, products that they got and mm-hmm. cheap goods, you know, they yeah. all benefited from it. Oh, um, exactly. And, you know, you still benefit from it. I mean, we all, yeah. all white people do, you know, exactly. like, and, and people, um, 
conservators <laughs> try to come up with their own definition. Like, are you saying they appropriate like the language? They come up with their own definition of white privilege. Right. And they say, well, I'm not rich, so how can I be white privileged? And it's like, no, it doesn't mean you're, it doesn't mean you're necessarily rich. Right. But you wake up, you turn on the TV, most of the people are white, most of the people yeah. in your school are white, your neighborhood's white, your politicians, your leaders are all white. Mm-hmm. You know, like you wake up in a world that's white. Yeah. And it's a lot and easier. It's a if lot you now. get, you know, you get caught, well, it's legal now, but it, you're less likely to get caught smoking weed because you're not going to be profiled. Right. And even if you do, you're less likely to go to prison for it than a black person is. Yeah. You know, it's just all these subtle things that people don't even understand with like redlining and like, yeah. you wouldn't, banks wouldn't lend money to black people. Right. And that's partially why like the wealth gap between black and white people, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And you see that in Syracuse where when they built, when they built, uh, I eighty one. Yeah, they tore down a historically black uh, neighborhood. Yeah, they were just like fuck you. They just, <laughs> yeah, they tore it down, bulldozed that shit, and then and now and now the place and now Syracuse is like the most segregated yeah. fucking city. And then the people that were left had to deal with all the pollution and yeah. all the noise from the cars. Right. And then that like, place sucks, man. And then they had like the white flight because now all these white people. They don't need to live in the city anymore to work there. Right. And so they moved out to the suburbs, and that completely drained all the tax base from the city. Yeah. You know? Move out to Camillus like our boy Johnny Catco. Yeah. John <laughs> Ratco. But yeah, I, I, I have hope for the new 81 project. I haven't really been following it that closely. Yeah. But um, I think it's great because, and you see all these people from the burbs, they're complaining in like the comments section and all that stuff it's like oh you're okay with like the traffic as long as it was in the city right you know going through these predominantly black parts of town yeah but now that there's going to be lots of cars going by your house Mm -hmm. now i suddenly care about pollution and all that shit. yeah that happens a lot not in my backyard (laughs) i know that happens a lot in buffalo too where it's like the city of buffalo is predominantly black and you know what happens there you know the the residents it it's a completely different world than if you go even out just into the suburbs Tonawanda yeah. and fucking you know Amherst. Oak Park Amherst and shit like that where it's like East East Aurora yeah I got family out there yeah I mean uh, it's it's just crazy how different you, you walk and it is like you you it is like a fucking line. Yeah. You you can sense it. Well, like, even in Syracuse, I mean, you go to Westcott Street and it's this bohemian, you know, yeah. hippy-dippy. And then you go two blocks and it's very it's rough. poor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's the... that's the And th- and that's what people want to ignore, I think, is especially white people want to ignore the fact that they have had an advantage. Mm-hmm. And I think... They really, they're they're really scared of admitting that because then you have to say you got to do something. You have to do something. If yeah. you admit there's a problem, you got to yeah. do something. Because as long as you keep saying it's it's not my fault, I don't have to do anything about Just it. Just get over it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, it's not it's it's not my fault. I didn't do it. It's like it's like nobody's saying you enslaved anybody yeah. unless you did. Yeah. Like, but that's their thing. They make everything about them. Right. Everything's about them. You can 
they they they're only want to think within the bubble that they are in. Yeah. And it's like when the history of Western civilization has been built on the bones of black people. Yeah. You don't think that's going to have ripple effects through history? <laughs> like, yeah. you don't think that's going to have... generational uh, trauma yeah. and all that shit. Yeah. And even if, you know, and, and that's, 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 that's an absolutely true thing. And, and I think some people think about that, like, I think they want to say, a, they want to pretend like liberals are saying generational trauma is like, you know, like some sort of weird magic or something yeah. like that. But it's 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 about accepting the fact that problems have happened and they have con- have continual effects. Do they get better a little bit as we go? Yeah, of course. Things are getting things are but it's like not nearly as better as conservatives want us to believe. Yeah. They're not nearly as you know, we didn't we didn't Martin Luther King didn't just flip the switch on racism. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's another person that they like to take out of context yeah. and, like, appropriate his words. Right. You know, Martin Luther King, he was nonviolent, but he was radically progressive in what yeah. he thought. You know? Well, and, and they said the same exact shit about Martin Luther King as they did about so many other people they talk about now. Black Lives Matter. Yeah. They say the exact they yeah. said the exact same shit then as they do now. And then they pretend like and then years later they pretend like they were with him the whole time. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's gonna happen. Yeah. That's gonna happen. I'll, 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 I, I I was at the march. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were at the march in a white hood. Fucker. And and the the that's another example of they will appropriate the culture as it after the fact, right? Yeah. They're going to go, they're going to, the people who are racist, the people who are fascists are going to, after the fact, come back and say, well, you know, I'm real. I was really with them. We were really with them. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. oh, we might not have agreed with this, that, and the other, but it's like, they are going to absorb that culture and then use it against the people that they're, that they are supposedly defending, yeah, you know, and I don't know. I'm hoping that we can at least get to the point where the people who are oppressed and at least are 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 at least in a position where they can fight back and we can support them, and it won't be a shit show. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like that's what that's the most disheartening thing is that someone someone tries to attack a trans person's identity or a trans mm-hmm. person in general, and the defense becomes like a shit show, where ever where like it's not just like oh well, fuck you for being an asshole to this human being. It's like oh we have to scratch our chins and be philosophical about it. It's like I want to get past I, I I long for the day where we can get past that and just being cruel to another human being yeah. is just bad regardless of what it, what the context is you know what i mean yeah but we're not quite there yet i just don't see why they care about trans people like who yeah. cares like why do you care so much about what they want to do if that's between them and their family and their doctor it yeah. has nothing to do with you at all right i and that's that's a hilarious kind of 
it's another it's another weird angle to the culture war where now they're they're like, well, we can't have them doing sports. Oh yeah, but they can't <laughs> even point to an example of a trans woman, right, dominating in sports. <laughs> right, they can't even right. point to it. Right, like it's not like it's not like Shaq put on a wig and started dunking in the yeah. WNBA. Yeah. Like, like. This is like they're if they're really you know transitioning, they're taking like hormones and stuff. Sure, and, uh, and the if if that was this even if if that was the sacrifice we had to make to make people to make an entire group of people not feel like they're not welcome in a society. Uh, okay. Yeah, but I won't even give them that because there has been one example. Oh okay. sure, and they can't even name one. Yeah. Example. Oh, I mean, I agree with you 100%, but I'm saying yeah. even if even if they were 100% right that trans women would come in and dominate sports, like first off like who would who would go through being trans to to suddenly like be a ringer in be the, the WNBA? best field hockey player ever. I know, exactly. Yeah. Like like it's like well you you pay women athletes a lot less. So if if that's your angle, then you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. It's part of their goal to make trans people into these deceivers, yeah. these sneaky people who are trying to who are trying to sneak into your society yeah. and fuck everything. Well, it's up. it's what they try to do with gay people, but yeah. that won't work anymore because everybody knows so many gay people. They're not, but transgender is yeah. like. I mean, it's been around forever, but like it's new to a lot of people. Yeah. And so it's, it's the same thing that they did. They were trying to do to gays. Oh, you know, like oh, they're gonna sexually assault you in the bathroom and blah blah blah. Yeah, and they're violent. Right. I, I mean, like, it's funny that it's funny to me because like they're they're trying to toe the line between saying between saying like this is dangerous to do, but they're trying their best not to say trans people are the like they're not, they're trying not to say oh well trans people are dangerous. They're trying to say like. They're trying their best to be like, oh, well, they're very somebody might put in a, the language put on a wig. That, that they use. Yeah. yeah, somebody might put on a wig and go into a women's bathroom, and you can't do anything to stop. And it's like, well, if somebody's going into any bathroom to cause trouble, you can stop them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. it, it's really not this fucking complicated scenario now. And they're the same people that say gun laws don't stop criminals. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, uh, so it's like right now. Are there a ton of like, there are a ton of like rapists just sneaking into bathrooms? Like, there are plenty of rapists who would willingly go towards, you know, a male bathroom. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, why, why would you even think that a rapist would give a shit about the sign on the door? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's really it's just another like red herring, and they're trying to scare yeah. people, fear mongering, right? And they're trying to make the they're they're doing it in a way that dehumanizes trans people. Mm-hmm. They're making them into the other, the deceiver, the sneak, the person who's trying to c- trick you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, what if you get home and she has a penis? Uh, what? Like, uh, okay. Um, are you really, are you really thinking that that's going to be some sort of super common occurrence that yeah. you're going to come home and be like, Oh dang it. Not another one with a penis. <laughs> you know I mean? Like, this yeah. is this is not something. This is not the issue of the world that matters comparatively to the fact that trans people commit suicide at an astronomically higher rate yeah. than other people. So 
maybe we should just treat them like human beings, let them do what they want. And that's the end of it. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the movie, the crying game is not how things really go. Right. <laughs> like they're right. going to, they're going to tell you, you're, you're going to know before things progress. Yeah. And if, and even if you do, you just say, Hey, that wasn't cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it needs to be yeah. like I don't like that you did that to me. Please leave. Yeah, I mean, if you're not comfortable with it, then whatever. But like, yeah. this isn't this is not the societal issue that really matters. Mm-hmm. And, it's another distraction. Yeah, from the fact that there was a violent insurrection. Yeah, well, from from the fact that they don't have any real ideas of their own. That's the conservative kind of way at this point. They're just reactionaries. They're only reacting to what liberals do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like when you think about what they want to do, they want to just get rid of taxes. Like, okay, that's it. That's what you want to do. And then the economy will just like fucking explode. Like it, Yeah. like, like as if the magic bullet has arrived. Cause rich people need more money. I know. I know. Like it's, it's an amazingly like lame thought because you ask you'll ask him like, this is this goes back to Donald Trump talking about his help his big health care plan. Four yeah. years, nothing fucking. Well, they've had ten years to come up with an alternative to Obamacare, right. but the whole point, the, their whole plan is that there is no plan. Right, right. Their yeah. whole plan is that everything's fine. They'll say it's not. They'll say everything's fucked up. Yeah. But then, like, well, what's your what's your what's your idea? Uh, I don't know. Work harder. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no, there is nothing. There's no idea to get this problem solved. And that's why they resort to culture wars and shit. Yeah. Because they know they can still rile people up if you say, "Hey, you, there's a there's a there's a lady there's this there's this man dressed up as a lady and he wants to rape your daughter." Like, shut the fuck up. No yeah. there isn't. You know what I mean? Like, certainly that's a rare occurrence, but the idea that the idea that that's some sort of like widespread cultural problem. Yeah. Like, fuck that. No, it isn't. Well, one thing though that um I think they might get a foothold with is you see a lot of like right-wing populist people like Marco Rubio. He's like pro union. Mm -hmm. He's like anti free trade and stuff like that. So there's certain, he's taking some progressive ideals, Mm -hmm. but then marrying it with this sort of uh, nativist extreme right wing. Right. You know, and I think that's going to siphon off a lot of voters from, yeah. Democrats. Yeah, I, 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 I hope, I hope not. I mean, I mean, you're right. Like, I do think that there are certain people who are adaptive enough to sort of see the writing on the wall that you can't just be old school, old white guy racist Republican anymore. Like yeah. that, 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 that even with the rise of Donald Trump, that you kind of can't, you kind of, you kind of have to adapt a little bit at least. But I don't know. I mean, it's well, going to be a they, problem for they can still people. be like that, but they just don't say it. Because it's like they say now, you know, oh, well, um, we need skilled people to come into the U.S. Right. You know? And they, they, they raise up the bar. Yeah. You know, so it's in a sense doing the same thing as those racist loud. We're like, we're going to ban the Chinese and all that. It's, it's the <laughs> yeah. same thing. You know, it's the same result is that they limit the amount of new people coming into the country. But they they say, oh, well, we need skilled workers and blah, blah, blah. And it, that appeals to these poor whites for some reason. I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah they got to earn it. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I think that's part of it where people, they want to have this mentality that the 
that the person who came they're deserving right that they're yeah. deserving of it not that every person is deserving of a free and and if that same know, criteria was used on your ancestors would they be let in right probably not right right i mean i i know i know i know for certainty that there's a, there's members of my ancestry that were just poor belgian dirt farmers yeah and they came over and they made a good living for themselves like did they make any waffles? <laughs> no, no. Unfortunately, that's all. My, that was my grandma, my great grandma, and grandpa Burgundian were both like Burgundian. Yeah, the, it's a burger with an onion. On it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like a beef bourguignon. What's you know, that? That's a it's a French stew. Oh, cool. Uh, Named but, after a stew. Yeah, poor bastard. <laughs> but they were. Um, they they. I, I, I remember them and, you know, wouldn't have known, I guess, that they were like, you know, just essentially just the poor Belgian dirt farmers. That's what they yeah. were. That's what their family was. They just came over and farmed Iowa. And then. That's what's up. Yeah. And it's like, give people the fucking chance and they'll yeah. fucking, they'll, they'll surprise the shit out of you. Yeah. And that's the thing because they're doing jobs that native born people won't do. Sure. But and, even if, even but if, that's you know. but even I, sh- I kind of hesitate to use that argument because I'm not implying that we need this like underclass to like yeah. pick vegetables and stuff like they should be union and paid a living wage and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like they're hard workers. Yeah, you know, native-born Americans don't have kids. Yeah, and new Americans are, and they're replaced. Like you don't want to be overpopulated. But you don't want a population mushroom where all the old people, where most of the people in your society are old and they're right. on social security or whatever. And there's not enough money going back into the system. Like yeah. you need new people. Yeah. And I just I, I like different countries and diversity. I think it's cool, like different mm-hmm. languages and food and culture and all that stuff. I think it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I I think I also think too like there is a there is an aspect of humanity that we, that is sort of universal. I, I, I don't believe in it. I don't believe in like universality. We're all, we're all one big part of the human family. Right. Bro. Like I do think like that, I do think that mentality a lot of times ignores the kind of rich cultural differences that matter. But I remember I worked at, I was working at the, a dining hall at university of Buffalo and the dude, the dude who I worked with, uh, and he, he worked, he would wash like the pots and pans and stuff. And, uh, he worked, it was obviously a state job. So it was, you know, a, a good job. And, but he, he was from the Dominican Republic and he nice. didn't, he, he, he didn't speak much English. He, he, I mean, he, he, he spoke enough to get by yeah. during the day and stuff, but he didn't speak much English. And, um, I remember, you know, I loved talking to the guy. It was hard, Yeah. but one day we were talking and he was talking about how, his he came here and he worked his ass off and both of his kids were going to college and yeah. and it's like it's like that dude who breaks the rules of what conservatives want oh come here speak english yeah. you know yeah, assimilate to our I don't assimilate care. to our culture like yeah, fuck I that i don't care what you speak i really don't care yeah he was he was that dude was an amazing fucking father who worked his balls off yeah. to make sure his kids got a good life it's like it's like that's what i'm concerned about there's no American culture that overrides the fact that a good parent came and did every fucking thing they could to make yeah. sure their kids had a good life. Like fuck everything. He, he, he could have, he, he, 
speak Spanish. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Just do just do a good job of being good to others and good to your family, and that's what'll matter in the long run. Like yeah. fuck everything else. Not to mention that if those people like speak English, like if they move to like the DR or something, they're not going to learn Spanish. No, they're going to be like the ugly, stubborn, like <laughs> American person. The pink, the pink guy. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the pink, the pink guy who won't wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the straw hat. And yeah, listening to Jimmy Buffett. Shit, Jimmy Buffett rips. It's true, but <laughs> yeah. well. Got to wrap it up. I think so. I think that was a pretty good sewed. Yeah. So I think we did a good job. Uh, Thank you to our sponsor, Nobody. Next time we're going to talk about King Cuomo because we don't like him either. Yeah. Fuck King Cuomo. Just because we talk about the conservators doesn't mean we're going to leave out the demon crap. Oh, yeah. We want to focus on the the real problem. But then we're not going to create a false equivalency like, oh, like a sort of South Park. Oh, they're all the same because they're not. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace. (laughs)